technological influence on youth culture. I think the Japan, like Japanese filmmakers, really had that, um, like they yeah. had like understanding of that era of like, oh, guess like you know, all about literature was two thousand one. Pulse was also two thousand one. It was like the beginning of that Ring. new technology. Ring. Um, all the techno you, horror. All the techno horror. Have you seen um, One Missed Call? Yes, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's like, that was such a... And they all got remade. And they, oh, of course they did. Um, I like the Ring remake. I'll say that. I, I think, think it's Ring, not that bad. Yeah, the Ring remake is an entertaining watch. It um, is written by the same writer of It is Ring written Tom. by the same writer, yeah. Just like The Grudge is directed by uh, the director of Jew on the Grudge. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh... But even Pulse has an American remake. I've not seen, I've not seen the Pulse American remake, but I feel like I it... I think make- Wes Craven wrote it. Um, but it looked bad. Like, it doesn't look good. And I think the, the lead of that is, uh... The, the it's Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig? Same thing. Kristen Wiig probably think it would be, like, fucking amazing. Um, yeah, the guy who, uh, the guy who directed it like just directed the pulse remake and i don't know what else he does like that was just like what are what are your thoughts on kurosawa akira kurosawa uh yoshi kurosawa love i'm uh i'm about to i have a feeling i'm about to watch a lot of his films um in terms of like i haven't seen i've only seen a couple which is really honestly really shocking because i like i love pure and I love mm-hmm. Pulse. Pulse is amazing. Um, it's kind of shocking to me that I have not seen really anything else. Um, I think it was Seance and... Seance, Seance is good. I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seance looks really great. It's um... on YouTube. Oh, what? Okay. It, it was like a TV movie, I think. Which is always, which is always good. Sorry. Like, oh, yeah. I'm... I'm, TV I movies would, like they will sneak up on you. They will sneak up on you. It's like it's it's underseen, underappreciated. Um, I've gone really into like obviously I've been a fan of like British TV music, movies for like the longest time um, mm-hmm. because I guess they're so accessible here. Alan Clark, Alan Clark, the king of the British place today. Um, they are far more accessible, I suppose. Like the BBC does a pretty good job of like. Um, keeping everything like archived in terms of like if you go oh, yeah. to like the BFI and stuff like if you go if you like actually go to the BFI um building in London in South Bank they have a room where you can just sit and watch all the stuff that's on BFI and there's like a bunch of Alan Clark that they just preserve oh, everything really I'd well. I've been there for hours. Oh I was I was there with my mum. We went to go see Greenaway Greenaway's short oh, film. Bitch. It was five okay it was I believe it was either four or five Greenaway short films fantastic and like we literally we walked there we like i had no idea what they were showing and by chance they were showing that and i was like oh this is everything um and then afterwards we like stayed for a bit and we went to the the room where like you have headphones and stuff and it's all these little booths it's this like stim station booth for alan clark pender's fan um and that was like I, I wanted to spend longer but i was like okay let me not but it's the fact that that exists like that is one of the places and that's just one of the places in london that i think i feel like phenomenal. like your recommendation of the falls like mm-hmm. like is kind of what like changed my life in terms of film 
because it's, it's so like good. still it's still like one of the best movies i've like ever seen and i think about it all the time um the falls is like i have never seen anything it's like, like everything it. I've, I've i've wanted to see in a movie kind of yeah and I feel, I always have this thing about the falls of like, people may not like the falls because it has this kind of unique British, I guess. And it's long. Quirkiness. It's long. It has this unique British, I guess, quirkiness. But I have so much trust in the vision of Peter Greenaway when it comes to his films that I mm-hmm. don't see this as like in any way like ironic or like quirky. It's not like, I don't know. Um, a Zed in Two Knots also. I, I watched that, that I like love... somewhat recently. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. good. Um, I've seen... I've seen maybe all of his feature films, or I would say most of them. I don't think I've not seen the Pillow Book, and I've not oh, seen Crossroads books. I would love to see both. Pillow of those. Book um, was the first one I saw, actually. Pillow Book is um, it's the one with it's uh, Ewan McGregor. Vivian Wu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vivian Wu and Ewan Full McGregor. Full nudity, mind you. Oh, so that was fun. How decadent! I lo- the the thing I I always. Well, I guess it's not in all of his films, but mm-hmm. it was a lot in Pillow Book. I love yeah. when there's multiple screens on the screen. Like there's like smaller mm. screens with other things happening in them. Yeah. That's that's like maximalism, I guess, but like mm. that's kind of cringe. I I am really jealous. My dad, when my dad was younger, went to see a screening of Napoleon, which was the original sc- it was live orchestra and three screens. Oh, the, the Abel Gantz one. Um, the, the, uh, yeah, 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 the 1920s. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I don't, like, I, now, knowing that's how my dad saw it, I have not seen that film because I'm, like, I, yeah. like, in comparison, I feel like that would change my life is seeing, like, the three, sc- the three screens Napoleon live orchestra, like that. Uh, I've never seen a film in a setting like that that would probably... I do have to say, though, even just seeing it on a TV screen when it, like, drops the three screens, like, I was jaw-dropped. <laughs> So I mean, like, it's still it's still definitely a good watch. I'm like that though with uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. I've like refused to watch it until I can see it on like a theater screen. There's so there's a few there's a few that I um do not like I have not seen films that I just have not seen because I'm like I have to see them the right way. And one of them is the um 3D Godard film. Oh yeah, yeah. I got it, and then I was like oh, fuck, I don't have, like, anything to play this on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I actually have Goodbye to Language, and I'm, like, trying to, like, find someone who has a 3D TV and would let me watch Goodbye <laughs> to Language um, on their 3D TV. Get the phone book out. Get the phone book out. The, like, Craigslist. You have a 3D television. Hello, I'm Yeah, no, someone... that's a good... You get on Craigslist, like... Like, you can looking... tickle my feet for half an hour Traffic and then... trade with uh, 3D TV. <laughs> Is wanted. You can watch me watch Jean Luc Godard's Goodbye to Language, twenty fourteen. Um, I yeah, literally. I've still been watching his stuff chronologically, so like I did. Yeah, why I, are you I did talking about that. getting your feet tickled? Um, because I want to watch uh, Godard's Goodbye to Language. There's something yep. really wrong with you, and Tony, you are encouraging this behavior. <laughs> well, sort of, kinda.
anyway, back to the topic at hand. We have just finished Hideaki Anno's masterpiece, third, fourth, sorry, fourth installment of the rebuild. Um, which I am very surprised that I had not watched up until this point. But I did, I was, I was explaining to Tony, Tony, I was saying, it was something that I was like, wait, let me watch this with someone who appreciates Evangelion. Because you can't watch something like that really without having seen um, the original series and then the films, really. Um, but now we have. It. It is... It was completely worthwhile. Oh, yeah. It was fucking moving, gorgeous art. And I don't mean that... I don't mean that lightly. I think Hideaki Anno is a genius. I think even, like, I don't know, Evangelion for me has been this, like, biblical, like, experience. And maybe that's, maybe that's, like, kind of saccharine, maybe that's kind of, like, underselling it in a weird way, or making it seem kind of, like, I don't know, I just think it's so good. I think it's such a, um, powerful piece of work, the whole thing, the whole, um, story of Evangelion, this whole, like, concept is so good, and, like, I mean, yes, it has had the impact of that, um, but to be able third to have impact, the, even. It's been able to have that, the third impact, but to be able to have that, um, like, control over a piece of work that you have done from, I guess, like, an auteur perspective that has had so much impact, so much third impact, basically on the world, on film, on more specifically anime, but I don't even, like we were saying, like, I don't really watch anime. Surprisingly enough, I don't, I mean, obviously there, I mean, I say that, but there are, there are anime, there are shows that I do love, but I'm not an anime watcher. I know there's that whole thing about, actually I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask what your thoughts, I guess both of you, what your thoughts are, are on like, like the opinion that Hideaki Anno made Evangelion to be like, if you enjoy escapism, um, you need to get your act together. Like, um, because I have I have thoughts on that, which are, I guess, it's a bit more nuanced than just escapism bad, anime bad, ignoring escape anti-escapism good. I wanted to know what your thoughts were on that sentiment, if you have mm. any. I mean, I think uh, End of Evangelion is definitely the, like, testament to that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, in a way, the way Thrice Upon a Time ends with basically, like, an implication that none of that ever even existed is, like, mm. you know, I, I can also, see why people have that point. But I don't know if I, I, if I, I think don't... that's what he was... I don't think that's, I don't really agree with it because my opinion of it is that showing the beauty of real life, real the real world, how insane the concept of truth and living and emotion and memory is through something that is deemed escapism to be able to enforce 
the kind of beauty of living through through escapism through escapism rather than anti-escapism that's what i that's what i kind of believe more about the the works uh, the neon even neon genesis evangelion i think is more the beauty of life through escapism rather than anti-escapism i feel like i feel like the thing is with that at least this is my personal opinion so you know i'm mm. not as involved perhaps in the conversation as you are but i feel like that might be people getting hit like uh, you know a hit dog will holler like that is mm -hmm. kind of people's reaction to perhaps the messaging that he has of yeah. course this is my very limited you know view from watching you know evangelion and all the things that we just watched but like i think i don't view it in that way perhaps maybe i i saw it more like not escapism but i don't know like your your inability to act in a way mm -hmm. like inability to take responsibility which i know mm -hmm. is like escapism is a part of that but it's not just escapism it's yeah. just like apathy and like your kind of complacency like that is very different from just escapism you know like mm -hmm. yes they are tandem but they are not completely like one and the same and i feel like it has more to do with that especially the original we were talking about it before we started recording but the whole thing about um how it's very cynical like the first the especially the end of evangelion is very cynical and you 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 know you watch thrice upon a time and you're like no way like i just got my life like the, mm -hmm. like the world is hopeful but it's, like there's hope and, and also love in the world believe that it was necessary for end of evangelion to exist in the um I guess the franchise of Evangelion, it, it was necessary for that to exist for then the rebuilds. That's their necessity to exist is to be this kind of, um, as corny as it sounds, this life affirming piece of work. Um, and this very like optimistic piece of work, which in, in, in its entirety, really, I think Evangelion is, I think Evangelion is the most, like is the, one of the most fascinating explorations of human humanity, human nature, things that go even above that philosophy and, and and whatever and maybe that's a broad sweep but it's true i mean evangelion is a broad sweep it's one of the pieces of work that's been able to do that so fantastically and i think this this i mean from the top of my head um this is why this is why i love like long long form projects you know in terms of film and, and television and i think they're probably the most they're definitely the most impactful to you know things that span you know across multiple mediums you know I, we were just talking about twin peaks um and the way that twin peaks basically did the rebuild as well you know the third season of twin it even peaks, did end of evangelion it did even end of evangelion you know it, it it's it is a parallel to it and you know you have something that can you have someone who can work with an image that they have created and the connotations of the image that they have created and deconstruct it and build it up again which is so incredible it's so incredible to be able to have that power and to be able to like you are the one person that knows you are the one person that that, that is in control of this world this like biblical um just like exploration of of, of life and etc but i wanted to ask like what is everyone's kind of relationship with the with the franchise i suppose yeah, I, mine is mine is short because mm -hmm. 
I I want to say it, it was definitely like short after I had rewatched Twin Peaks actually when I started Evangelion, or maybe the first time I watched Twin Peaks. I I watched them pretty close to each other actually for the first time, but not that long ago. And I think like at first uh, I was like I was really I was really into it like loved it a lot uh and i i've always held the opinion of before i watched the rebuilds of liking um the the show's ending more than end of evangelion even though i enjoy both i always enjoyed the show's ending and then like over time i think like i it kind of like faded with like how i felt about the show like i never disliked it but it was more of just like became a kind of you know, oh, this was, I enjoyed this. And then I rewatched mm-hmm. it again and basically had, like, again, like a revitalized, like, oh, I love this so much. And mm-hmm. I think that's how Evangelion has always been for me since I've seen it the first time. Like, I have to watch it again to be reminded of how cool it actually it's is. Cool. Yeah. Um, and maybe, like, like, now, after seeing the rebuilds, and which is the rebuilds did so well, is that I don't... I now don't need to be reminded, you know, after seeing everything, after the kind of conclusion of everything, that was maybe, you know, and yeah, like, obviously with anything, you know, the, the more time you take away from it, the less of a kind of, the less you think about it, um, but when something is revisited and not revisited actually out of your means, like any time before I saw the rebuilds, I could have rewatched Evangelion and I guess that could have been me revisiting it, but this is, Anna revisiting it and then showing you his revisitation of that thing which I think was at least necessary for me to finally be like okay no this is probably one of my favorite things ever um and then the same with obviously with with Twin Peaks and the like is that when someone has the someone in control of the thing that you that has been creative can return to it and not be kind of I think I I can't think of an example but I've definitely you know, you see of people that kind of abandon these projects that are probably, or like, like distance themselves from the projects that, that really made them, and people still have a lot of attachment to, and they, you know, kind of leave them as like a thing of the past, and I think um, the way that Hideaki Anno, and Anno, um, you know, obviously him taking on the projects of Shin Godzilla and Shin Kamen Rider, like he has a real passion for like bringing, you know, I think we were saying earlier that he has this, he is such an evolving um artist and he's really is that you know child of japan the image mm-hmm. of the the, the japanese uh, you know the images from japanese film that he's able then to not even like reinstate these fantastic images but also to create his own um and then recreate them uh is 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 really amazing i mean i remember seeing his uh ultraman like i guess like he was a student like he made a student film which was, uh, I don't know, it's maybe like 20 minutes long or something. Um, but that, it's so sweet, and it's so sweet for that to kind of exist and be like, he's obviously always had passion for this. What, like, what I love about Eva, it's like, like, it was one of the, I guess, like, the first anime that I guess I watched, which I haven't watched many. I have watched some here and there, you know, like, I'm not, like, a huge, like, oh, like, I'm a fucking huge fan of anime. Like, I'll watch Mm -hmm. it, like, don't get me wrong, like, if if someone says, like, oh, do you want to watch, you know, like, whatever, I'll be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I don't personally watch TV as much. I think it's too much of a commitment. I don't know. I, mm, I can't, like, yeah. 
watch that much and usually it's filler like movies are definitely more accessible for me but um recently Ivana like you know uh told me and was like hey we should watch Jujutsu Kaisen I think you'd really like this character and I was like okay whatever because I'm spending time with you know one of my friends and it's fun I like it like I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna have an episode like this one about you know Jujutsu Kaisen I think it's very entertaining and I think it's a good watch but mm. Evangelion was really the first anime where like not to sound corny or cliche but I did like I sat my white ass down and I listened like it was like it had so much to say and that really like had me thinking you know like I was watching it and it wasn't afraid we were talking about there's certain aspects of it that definitely people are very like it does catch me off guard like um some of the like panty shots and stuff like that is like mm. oh okay but oh, it does literally oh, but it does feel different not to be like that but it does feel different than most other anime mm -hmm. whereas tony was saying earlier when we were watching it is that evangelion really does have in a sense it's not gratuitous it's like a very realistic like look of the mind of a teenage boy like it's a it's from mm -hmm. the eye of a teenage boy and it's not very like gratuitous and it's not very like oh boys will be boys it's very like real like it's very grounded in that way where it's not exactly like oh all teenage boys if they're taught well are good and everything's fine yeah. and they're heroic and everything no, and it's not all, like all all teenage boys are depraved <laughs> and sex addicts or everything it's not just like that it's like this very balanced mix of like just realistically what it would be like to be a teenage boy you know and everything and they even included gay stuff so it's like really that was just real and mm -hmm. and it was just it, it really got me in that way that it, it did like the violence for me was really what got to me like the scene that mm -hmm. i i use personally as a reaction image but it is kind of the more <laughs> impactful scenes is asuka getting um getting the spear uh in the eye yeah uh, when they when they shot the spears that mm -hmm. scene changed me like really changed me like i was just like no like i already thought it was impactful then it it ascended that after that where it was just and all it, it didn't hold back like just because they were 14 year olds and it really was just like this is the reality of something like this and not not just even that but it's the fact that it was a mecca show that didn't necessarily build like make their meccas so that they could be marketable like it wasn't mm. a mecca show to be marketable it was a mecca show because first of all fucking meccas are cool second of all it was like they designed these meccas to be cool not marketable plushies you know like that yeah, aspect no, no lewis has always felt like subversive to me in a way yes like that's why like i love luring it. luring in people for mm -hmm. it being a normal mecca show and not even like it takes like it it's mature from like the start because like yes. the really early episode of shinji about to leave uh like the ava and nerve and everything it's like a pretty like good episode it's like really well written it's it's yeah. like you know good about like shinji's depression and everything but like a lot of episodes do kind of like play out like a mecha show but like have these like things bubbling underneath it and mm -hmm. for me that like moment when it turned is a, a lot later on but like when the mecha starts to like devour that one angel on the ground mm -hmm. i think it was 
that's yeah. when like the show got like real for me and i was like yeah. oh okay i see what people are talking about with evangelion yeah. and i think like also because um that people people's critique of evangelion which i think is is very flawed is the you know they watch it and the first thing that they, that comes to mind is like they immediately pick up on certain themes especially with the original <laughs> show it's like oh it's religious oh it's like freudian oh that's mm. not that deep like oh it's mm. a reference to the bible but it's like no you've been filtered by these these themes that are more obvious because you don't have the capability to sit and watch something and then kind of think about the things that are that are layered to that you know let it sit it's, before you hit the youtube explained kind mm. of the fuck yeah literally it's kind of crazy how it is a huge filter i always thought the religious element was like a a huge filter to people not enjoying it and i was always like confused by that i was like what has that got to do with it lacking in anything it is but it's like it's barely like it's it's like so surface level religious where it's like, again, it's almost like a subversion. Well, like, you go into mm -hmm. it with this idea of that. But, like, the biblical referencing in it is kind of, it's not in the text. Like, it's all, it's all visual, I think. I mean, I, I, really, I really like the kind of biblical storytelling. I, I love those kind of operatics of, that exist with yeah. the Evangelion. I feel, like, I feel like the thing that I agree with you is is really telling not only is it filtering but people if you even if you explain it to people it's like yes they use it it's almost like three steps ahead and pe i hate it because people always be like oh you're so pretentious like you're using something ironically to mean it unironically so it's like double irony and i know double irony can be so hard like it is extremely difficult to pull off double irony, you know, to be like, oh, yeah. this means this thing and people could see it coming. So it's like, oh no, really? It means something else. But in reality, you did mean that thing, but that whole process is what you're trying to do. It can be very like, I'm so much, because people do that. They go, oh, 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 you know, I, I go back on the meaning, you know, it's, it, it actually means this. Cause it feels like, okay, just say what you're trying to say. If you're going to use all this, like, muddling but the thing with Anno is that he does it so well in evangelion like he uses things that people will be like that's too cheap that's too easy for him to use like like we were saying like the the religious iconography like that that is just so that it looks grander than what it is or whatnot mm. or that's just something from the bible obviously he doesn't mean it like that he means it like this mm. and and then in the end it's like oh well that's not as good because it's just using terms or whatever and it doesn't it really sometimes it, it just is that it could be as simple as he was using it like he was using that thing in the way that you thought he wouldn't use it like in a double irony way and it works like we Ooh. were i we were a great example of this is we were talking and i kept bringing it up but there's like sexualization in the first like evangelion where People are really like, oh, this is anime bullshit. You know, it's like, oh, why is Asuka like naked or why why is her closer revealing? Blah blah blah. Obviously, it's way more in the later rebuilds. But the thing is, when you look at it in that lens, it's like, well, if you go ahead and see that this show is really of the perspective of Shinji, it's like obviously he's going to view Shinji in that way. So you might view it as fan service, but really it does prove to the narrative like that this is overall 
this is just Shinji's look on the world. Like this and is it's Shinji's reflective. world. Exactly. So it's like, like he likes doing that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He he's he's like very voyeuristic in that way. And what teenage boy isn't, you know? And it's just like instead of it being like, oh, this is clearly to to you know like bait people into you know those weird perverts into to to watching the show and waifu bait it's like no you view it that way because that's your you know that's your informed decision on how it's viewed but it when you look at it in the how it serves a narrative it's like oh wait it does serve the narrative it does serve that like this is kind of like this is how shinji views asuka or ray or you know um literally any other female in the fucking show you know that's why in end of evangelion the like you know the infamous scene of like showing the audience watching the the movie or like showing like anime fans waiting in line to watch evangelion it's not like what we were talking about with it's not like like fuck you anime it's like that like you're watching my thing and you're objectifying my characters like Shinji does. Now look at yourself on the screen and objectify exactly. yourself. So it's like this, like, like where it's people kind of just look at it. I, I don't think they look at it in that exact same way. Like people are just like, oh, that like he's saying like F you fans like you like you like this. Now I'm going to rewrite it. Uh, I don't know the same way people have that problem with George Lucas but like Uh it's really just him like letting you get time to think about it I don't know Mm. I feel like Anno does do a lot of hand holding which is crazy how people still don't get it that's what I was remember when I said that it's crazy to me that for me Ava is probably one of the I hate using the term smartest but you know what I mean when I say smartest Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it has so much to say and yet the fans are arguably stupider, like way stupider than just normal coom brained, like idiot. Your average Dragon Ball fan probably understands Dragon Ball more than Ava fans. Uh, everything gets the risk of, 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 you know, being quote unquote <laughs> spoiled by people you don't really want to know. You don't yeah. want them to know about this. Like I remember when... Um, I don't know if they ever did this. I don't think they did because I never heard anyone talk about it. But at one point, maybe this year or last year, they said that um, the that Nana, the the anime, was going to be on Netflix and that the original yeah. Berserk, uh was going to be on Netflix. And I don't know if they've done that so- yet. Um, but th- And then people were like, oh, this is going to be so annoying when people who don't, you know, who have not liked these things get into them. And I'm like, yes, but that happens anyway. Like, I, that... Of course it's annoying. Like, of course it's, of course it's annoying. Um, and I'm, I am guilty of being, like, gatekeepy of the things that I like. Of course I am. Um, but, and then in another way, I'm like, but I want people to see these things as well. Yeah. Like, if that even just makes, like, one, like, a few people have, resonate with something and then be able to do something with what they have seen. You know, even, like, speaking of Nana, like, I think Nana is, like, uh, completely different to, to Evangelion, but it is, the it is it is the um I'm trying to think of an allegory between Nana and Evangelion like like Nana is like um Nana is like a cup of tea in in relation to Evangelion's like condol 
but you know, it's both both enjoyable, both <laughs> both enjoyable experiences. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I I did I did want to talk about. I have to ask the question: Who is everyone's favorite Eva girl? I think I know the answer to everyone's question, which may be the same. Who who is your okay? Who is your favorite Eva girl? And then I'll ask like favorite Eva character in in general, I suppose. Well, for me, it's Misato. Exactly. Um, for me, it is a tie between Kitsuragi and um, Mari. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's really. I mean, you know, obviously, people go for like the Ray, Ray Asuka, and Mits- Misato. Um, those are the kind of the options that anyone ever sees. Yeah. But I, we were just talking about how good Mari is in the rebuild. Yeah. No, like she is I'm really- sorry, she's like, amazing. You cannot deny Mama. Like you really cannot mm. deny Mama. You can't. Oh, truly. Um, I think she's. Uh, I think she's great. And um, who else? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like thinking, just talking about, like I guess when people are like, oh, Team Ray versus Team Asuka, which is like whatever. Like who cares? But. Um, I, I do I do love Asuka. I think Asuka is a is a genius character. There's not really a wrong answer, which is which is so true. Mm-hmm. And I love that you can experience this you can experience Evangelion through the perception of any character, like everyone's character, and even Anno knows that with like the way that these films get deconstructed by the end of them, you know, the way that these show this show gets kind of played with by the end of it, that he knows that these characters, these experiences of these characters is so personal it's like like that is there is weight to them um you know even even the rebuilds actually because uh the expert i guess um the focus on even like asuka's past in the in the rebuild i like to i like to put a pin in what i said i didn't mean misato i meant Ritsuko. just i want to clarify that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah because i accidentally said misato's last name but i meant Ritsuko. just to get it clear yes i like dykes Moving on. Mm. Well, yes. And then they cut her hair. Let's not talk about... (laughs) That's not it. Let's not talk about the husband. I can't remember. I must have been about 17 when I watched Evangelion for the first time. A good age, too. A good age. I think a very Mm -hmm. appropriate age to... to Like, I I think watching it younger is, like, the way to go. Yeah, I mean, I have no like. I think you can watch it really at any point, but uh, watching it, um, I guess I must have been about seventeen or something when I saw it for the first time, and then that was like, oh, because at first I was like, I didn't, it, it, I liked it, but I, I maybe because I yeah. wasn't a huge anime fan, you know, the the whole thing about like, no, it, it, I, th- I think it's universal that it doesn't always click right away. I think, mm-hmm. I think like on reflection, it gets better. I'm nothing like you, hoes. You, you, I kind of got it, it really, really instant. I think I was like a fan halfway through the second episode. Like I think I was like I'm sat severely. Um, I have not seen. I'll make this guy. I have not seen, but I know I would enjoy the kind of um the other films. Like I believe it's uh, Death and what is it? Death and That's Death True Revival of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I know I would like. I think it's like one of those things that like you couldn't revisit it in any way. You know, I am a fan of Evangelion, and it, there are still things that I have not seen. There are still things that I am yet to experience oh, yeah. with it, which is, is nice. Like I like to pace myself with a lot of these things. I, I suppose. I also love kind of a tangent. 
love the fact that uh, Kaoru is uh, is a is a more important character in the in the reboot. Oh yeah, when it yeah. Especially three point oh. Oh yeah, I think it was really needed because um, what's I'm I'm not shocked. Okay, let me preface mm-hmm. this. I am not shocked that Evangelion has amassed this major yaoi like yeah <laughs> bl fajoshi like fan base like to the point where why are we drawing shinji in a maid costume with a cat he's bell? a girl pause but they don't view it the way that we do that well, aside like, there, there's like official art of shinji just dressed like a woman so like oh he fully knows yeah like they like it's like it's there but it, it's so odd to me. Like, it's just so, like, like the people that are like, oh, I haven't watched Rebuild, and they're, like, obsessed with Kaoru, and it's like... Get huh? on that. Get on that. Like, what? Like, you you do know that he's, like, almost as important as the, like, main characters in, in Rebuild, especially the, you know, like, Thrice Upon a Time, right? And it's just, like... It's just like Fajoshi sex is now. No, okay, but T, but like also, um, I love that 3.0 is honestly like the gra it's it, I mean uh, I guess obviously Thrice Upon a Time is is the grand the grand ending. But mm-hmm. Evangelion 3.0 is so heart aching. Oh yeah. Because you have seen when you've rewatched the rebuilds, you you have more, most likely seen the original series, you know that the truth cannot be changed. Or only it can be changed. Or maybe it can be changed. And the truth is ambiguous. You know, this this you know what's really gonna happen, um, Karu, and it's it's like um I think he's a great character, by the way. I'm a huge I'm a big Shinji Karu fan. I think the best thing about the like you can't change the truth aspect of the rebuild is the characters having like their subconscious acknowledgement of their original selves in the yeah. you like, do. show. Mm-hmm. Like w- like when these characters like they read they do they redo things that they didn't succeed in or- originally because they're acknowledged of their past mm-hmm. existence, but like not like it, it's it's something that you have to like realize that they are doing currently, yeah. which I'm, makes I'm- it really cool. And guess, there's not a lot of shit like that. No, other there's than, really like, not. You know, end of Twin Peaks or Return. Uh, yeah, and and I also think it's this like idea of like what is the purpose? What is the purpose? You know, people's thing of like what is the purpose for even you know like his like like I guess revisitations earlier in other films. Like, what is the purpose for the rebuilds? And it's like, well, what is the, that's literally what is being confronted with in these films? Like, what is the purpose of it? What is yeah. the purpose of you know there is no there is no you know strong purpose within any of this. It is just chaos. It is just kind of like ambiguous and abstract reality in which the truth is not. Um, I suppose that like the ambiguity ambiguity of truth is the truth is is, is mainly what I I get out of a lot of 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 the of, you know putting everything together and why I think the rebuilds are very important to the story of Evangelion and the understanding of Evangelion, which is not even really an understanding in the first place. Like, you could rewatch this probably about 50 times, the whole thing, and come up with a whole different idea and answer to what is being proposed to you, what whatever that question is. 
every single time, um, that it's not going to give you, it's, it's going to give you the answers and then not at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. And it's so, I think it's like that, the tragedy, the grand opera tragedy of Evangelion is, is, is fantastic. And I, I mentioned the kind of operatics of something like Star Wars that, however, I feel that something like Star Wars does not, Star Wars is different. Star Wars doesn't address really any of this in, in, in its, in the context of the films, you know, they're more contained on the realist, mm -hmm. real, you know, the truth of the story and everything. And, and, and it's more kind of like a good versus evil, you know, that's that kind of thing. And, and well, like, the, it's, it's like Evangelion is truth is reality. Like mm -hmm. as much as Evangelion is not real, it does exist in the world. So in a way it is real, but Star Wars is self-contained. Star Wars knows it's not real. And it reminds you of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Uh, with the the rebuilds, like in a way, they're like if the prequels were self-referential of the fact that they're happening in the past. I, I you know, we were talking about when in the final moments, and they do it in End of Evangelion as well. Is when you get those scenes where it's the, um, it's like the sketches, it's the CGI testing, it's these, mm -hmm. it's what makes the film is being shown within the film. You know that is reality, whereas the film is also reality. Reality is this um, is of such an ambiguous nature that it cannot be pinpointed to one specific thing. Um, I think it means you were talking about the like in video games, you know, the maximalism of video games and video games being a kind of a perfect platform for um, the maximalist storytelling, I suppose. And I, I did bring mm -hmm. up Shin Megami Tensei and 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 Death Stranding, which are like two of my favorite things. Um, in video, you know, like video game works, I suppose, um, because it, it it is like this kind of confrontation of 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 truth and confrontation of what is truth and confrontation of how the world works. The world is can be beautiful and it can be full of fucking like demons and all sorts. And yeah, I I, I suppose that's that's really what I relate to the most of of, of these like grand narratives of of the world and everything i i just think it's uh it's really beautiful and i don't know i i uh i'm i'm very glad that I, we actually managed to watch the watch the rebuilds finally because i i needed something to oh, kind yeah. of be like yeah i mean when we watched i the the feeling the sensation of, of watching the first like um what was it 2.0 when we were watching 2.0 and um, it was like, oh, bitch, this is just good. Yep. This is just good. Mm, yeah. and, and not even in, in relation to like these kind of like meta-contextual um, elements of it, all these kind of like very kind of subtle ph philosophies that exist within Evangelion. It was like, it was literally just like the CGI <laughs> it shit. It was just good. It was just like, oh, I mean, Mario you don't, you don't even clean. have to like care about that stuff is the thing about Evangelion, which is why it is truly Shakespearean because it still does have just the this mecha fighting crazy effects and everything yep. that is just good to watch like on top of having such a such a gorgeous way of storytelling mm -hmm. which is like that that will always be the best type of art anything that is just yeah. accessible to everyone is always yeah. going to be the best type of art and that's the thing too is that um not only is it just like good design stuff and and easily you know 
we we experience things through our eyes you know so obviously that's going to bring anyone in like you said it's accessible but they have a real care and attention to choreo like the choreography of the fights the timing of the mm-hmm. fights because yeah. there have been many a time where i've watched anime and i'm like this shit is taking too fucking long like oh my god mm-hmm. like i know you're doing this just to show off this cool new thing that you guys were probably storyboarding for like a year but i don't give a fuck the thing with with like evangelion is that it knows shit is cool and it doesn't linger too much on it like it's just like oh look at this it's a new ava with the skull isn't that fucking cool and then it dies immediately and then you're like oh let's continue on with the story and then you're you're back in the like it's almost like coco melon like it's like you have little (laughs) subway surfer at the top except you don't need it at the top because they just put these fight scenes so you go like yes okay cool awesome fucking and then you get the dialogue and you're like and now ray has long hair and now Ray has extensions and, now Ray has and the world hair. is good. And the world is good and fair. And her her real face. And her real face. That's, which I always, oh, I love her so real face. It's so cool. It's so cool. Um, I think it looks so good. And it's also, it's like, in a way, the, these, these anime characters have no understanding of like what the real, you know, like what like, real world looks like as in like our world yeah. you know like 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 the look of so our world so it's like in- incomprehensible it's co- incomprehensible it, that's what i think is the truth is incomprehensible you know you know you look at like what can apes or animals animals can't comprehend concepts of humanity what can humanity not comprehend then and that's kind of that's that was a i i believe was a a a, a confrontation of that that theory and that I guess perspective of what can we not comprehend? Um, a bit Lovecraftian, if you will, mm, yeah. cosmic. Not too much on that, but let's not dwell on that. But yeah, um, and, it, and then obviously when the film ends and it is like real life, it's you know, it it is it's crazy because Evangeline does exist in real life. Like everyone knows these characters. Everyone knows. Yeah, they're so. But even that ending, like it, like it, you know, they they've grown up they're they're real people in the anime Mm -hmm. but then it kind of like seamlessly transitions into the credits rolling with real footage like Mm -hmm. just like actual film footage so it's like oh i see what y'all are doing that's Mm -hmm. i don't it's i don't know and it's it's like it's just so nice at the same time because a lot of people did grow up with evangelion yeah so Seeing these characters your age now is like, oh, wow. Like, they are real. They, even though I feel like in the context of, of Thrice Upon a Time, it's kind of saying like, oh, Shinji rewrote it in a way like he did in, you know, the original show. But when he rewrote himself in the show, he was still a child. But like this time, mm-hmm. he's realized how much he's gone through. So he aged himself to what he would be, you know, if he had aged from the show to now, start, which is yeah. like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's it's um it's like what uh, people's uh, I guess people's takeaway from the original Evangelion, original end of Evangelion is like, oh, you know, let this fantasy go, grow up, move on, <clears throat> um, confront yourself, uh. St- you know, all of that is that this this is really what this is this is really the the, the piece of 
Evangelion that does say that. Like, it's undeniably about yeah. you're, you're growing up. Like, you're going to experience life and the world and everything. Um, however, probably Evangelion just doesn't... It won't end. You know, they, they, all of this is something that is rewatchable. Everything, all of this is something that is can be revisited. Um, mm-hmm. But now it has this kind of solid block of, like, we have entered, we have peeled itself back and then entered into the real world. Um, it is... It, it's it's just like I I love when when something is like that. I mean, I I did reference the um, last one tree is the kingdom when we were talking about things earlier, and I, oh, I yeah. not to spoil too much about it, but, but I I also think that that is a great uh, a great kind of revisiting re rebuild of an originally original concept is that by the third season of Kingdom, um, the, it is treated as though that Kingdom the first two seasons were a TV show, and mm-hmm. that. In the third season, this is like people are experiencing Kingdom through a TV show. Like, is it real? What is the truth? Why is it a TV show, but these characters still exist? It's the same thing. It's the same concept with Evangelion. It's like, it is true, and in the same time, it is not true. It is real, and the same time, it does not exist within our world. But obviously, it does. Um, It's interesting how much it parallels to other media, but mm -hmm. I feel like there have not been any anime that have like been obviously influenced by it that i think have been to a similar level because i've I've been thinking about how i think that like well i don't i I, i'm not being shady but a a little bit of shade to Mm -hmm. madoka magica uh i think madoka magica really wants to be evangelion but for magical girl anime instead of like you know mecha anime but like madoka doesn't do evangelion the way evangelion does it like madoka gets the basic concept of what if it was a magical girl anime but then it was fucked up and then the ending Mm -hmm. was like transcendent quote unquote okay and it also has rebuilds and i've actually never seen madoka magica but it's always been one that i've either I mean, I'm being very familiar with it. In, in the I've just like- always been heard. It's like, because I know that Magical Girl but Dark became like a kind of thing after it Madoka Magica. Yeah. It's always been a thing, but like Madoka Magica and people say like, oh, it's the one to watch if you're gonna, if you're into that kind of thing. But like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't do it. It doesn't understand like being a child because like these are children, the characters, mm-hmm. like it doesn't really understand that. D- the way it goes about grief is not great. I have a lot of bad things to say about it, and okay. I just think about how, in re- like it, it really does try to reflect Evangelion a lot, and it just never reaches that level because it just didn't have the right touch to understand the kind of concepts. Like mm-hmm. the way Hidekiano somehow seems to really understand teenage girls. He seems to really understand like how to write a teenage girl. <laughs> he, yeah, he has had uh, that. I mean, love and love and pop. Yeah, um, that's like love and pop. Love and pop was the first thing of Anno I've seen. I I honestly, when I watched it, I didn't even know he was the writer of Evangelion or anything. I had not seen it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about it other than the name. And like yeah. I watched Love and Pop, and I was just like, like, th- like this doesn't like this is just written so well with like such understanding of these things mm-hmm. like I, I i don't get that and then 
watching Evangelion. It's like watching him span 20 years doing that to just one thing and constantly changing it. It's, it's, it's crazy, but I guess that's why other anime have not touched on Evangelion because it really seems like he has the finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only really think of one, at least to me, that has the same impact of Evangelion. I would say it does it, it does exist on the same level to me as, as much as I love Evangelion. Um, Serial Experiments Lane, which I'm saying this mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, you know, like these, it's almost like you can't talk about these things anymore without people being like, Oh, of course, yeah. you know, you like, like Serial Experiments Lane. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course I do, because they're both fantastic works. Like, I'm never going to not like Lane. I think Lane is fantastic. I, I don't know if you guys haven't seen it, I don't think. No, I haven't. Um, I would no. really recommend it. I mean, it, it, it its identity has been kind of blurred and skewed a little <laughs> yeah. bit over the in the like, exact we heard, same way that, we heard the theme song we know like it's in the same in the same way that um evangelion has been and i, I think guess but suppose that's maybe a mark of it being just like a good a good thing it, it does have the reach to then be um you know miss 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 red or not even watch like i have a i you know a lot of people i feel don't Especially with Lane, I think maybe like I think Neon Genesis Evangelion fans, if they talk about it, they've pro- they've watched it, you know, no matter how annoying they are. But with <laughs> Lane fans, I want to say a lot of people don't watch Lane or have a very light understanding of of, of Serial Experiments Lane, and I I still I still love it, and and uh, I I do believe it's it's it is on the same level as, as Eva for me, and I don't care that that's like a. An obvious example, like it, yeah, of course it is. It's it's great. Um, that's maybe the only other thing I can think of. I mean, I can think of anime. Like I said, I'm not a, I'm not someone who watches a lot of shows. Animation. I've seen a few. I've seen, I guess, I guess I've seen quite a few. Um, I I have my personal things, but it's not anything that kind of like confronts itself in the way that Evangelion does or confronts itself. I mean, Evangelion confronts itself more than anything else. You know, it peels itself yeah. back. It is 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 more aware of itself than than any other anime. I mean, Lane is more aware of the world. Lane is more. Lane is like maybe not more aware of the world, but Lane has this understanding of like, um, it is like we were talking about like technology and like Japanese films and anime. You know, at the brink of technology and everything. That is what Lane is kind of confronting. Is is the you know the problem of self and the problem of consciousness and the problem of losing yourself to the digitized world. Um, like, do you, you do not exist very Evangelion in that, in that sense. Ron. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, uh, this, it's an interesting, like, the Japanese understanding of technology and the Japanese understanding of, um, a self in, 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 as opposed to that is, is something that, like, it's not just, like, place Japan. It's like, no, it is unique. Um. Oh, yeah. Like, most, if not, like, all, like, Japanese films that you know take place in the modern day mm-hmm. like they have a much better understanding of how to use technology in film than like oh yeah I've seen in anything I, like mm-hmm. I don't know I, I just I, I watched uh, Memories of Matsuko the other yeah. day and like it it's like a film that kind of like spans a few decades but like it's mm-hmm. happening in the 2000s and it's like commenting on like, you know, like idol culture and things like this randomly. 
and it's not like it doesn't feel like forced into it it just like it happens naturally and as to where i don't know a lot of i I don't it's it's also another anime film i guess uh with perfect blue uh which is another one where it has kind of become so popular that you're never going to hear a good opinion about it anymore. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's interesting that these, these, these works that kind of do confront uh, shifting identity and, and dissolving identity are ones that do get their identities dissolved and, and yeah. shifted. I mean, Perfect Blue is a good example. I mean, uh, maybe Perfect Blue is true. Maybe people's perception of Perfect Blue is, is more on point than people's kind of takeaways from Neon Genesis Evangelion of oh, being yeah. like, I anime, I love that- I, I think Perfect <laughs> Blue is, is, it's not like, you know, the most deep story out there. It, it's, you know, it's, it, yeah. it's what it is. It's what it's saying. Like, it, it's not a very hard film to digest, but as it, it's, it's, it's quite good. But the way it's talked about, like it is Evangelion almost, like it means so much more, like it's so twisty, uh, crazy things. And it's like, well, no. Well, I, mean, it's, I think the thing about Eat Perfect Blue is it, that the concept itself is a huge thing to come to terms with. Like, the losing of identity, mm-hmm. other people's perceptions of who you are, um, losing yourself to that, and losing yourself to your past is, like, a huge thing to undertake in terms of thinking, even just merely thinking about it. That, yes, mm-hmm. it does. it does have that um complexity to be able to um to to be seen as deep as it is which i i love perfect blue i think perfect blue is a great yeah. film um i was actually going to bring up in terms of anime that i really i really love was paranoia agent which i mm-hmm. saw after seeing neon genesis evangelion because i was on a high i had already <laughs> seen lane i was like i need something that scratches like, this come itch. on come on anime. Come, on, come on anime like i'm mm-hmm. living i'm living and i watched paranoia agent and it was great just just because I think Satoshi Khan's work is so beautiful anyway, I, I am a really I am yeah. a really big fan of him. He's one I, of I, those, like, you know, he's he's in level with Hidekiano in terms of like anime. Yeah. Where like I, I think that Satoshi Khan and Hidekiano are kind of like the uh the like not to make it sound bad, but like the alternative anime, like popular mm-hmm. figures as to where like um you know, we're thinking like neighbor Totoro and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Miyazaki. The director. Yeah, Miyazaki. Like Miyazaki is the like kind of like he's the one that is more like the popular choice of like anime that a lot of children have watched. Yeah, which not to not to discredit because they oh, do not have at all. Films, no, but like, like, but it's just interesting because at least nowadays you don't normally see the the popular thing as being actually something that is worth merit so like with seeing like Hideki Anno and Satoshi Kon are very good filmmakers and uh anime uh like they're good at that and they're also popular and that's not something you always see so it's you always have to have these like kind of conversations with like thinking about like why do people like this the way they do? Like so many people like this, but it seems like not a lot of people actually are liking it for the right reasons. And you mm-hmm. don't always get to have those conversations with like really good pieces of art. Yeah. Um, 
I was I was gonna mention something earlier. This is a slight tangent, but um, Love and Pop. When we talk about Love and Pop. I I I love the way that Love and Pop is is filmed, and I think it is very appealing yeah. now to the kind of re visitation of early digital filmmaking like early digital filmmaking looks good i think it looks good it was the first time mm -hmm. we got like things could be made on someone's camera like and film films could be made on like some shitty like camcorder or whatever you get and, a lot closer yeah and people kind of miss that like people people do not people don't get i suppose i mean i i like how they look i like how they look i, mean, I think it now like gets where we were talking about Kingdom with Lars von Trier, he was also on that at the start yeah. too, with like yeah. the idiots and uh, you know, mm. well not just and, him, but like and dogma now I think and it's it's kind of taken as like this thing that once you use like handycam or a camcorder or something or this this low end kind of digital, um, that's enough. That's it's almost a crutch now for people. Is mm -hmm. is that? Look. Oh, it's a gimmick. Whereas, it's a gimmick. It's it 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 is unfortunately seen as that. Whereas I think you know, look at someone like Inland Empire. When David mm -hmm. Lynch talks about he uses this way of filming because it was uh, actually like it was something he could actually control, like physically, like the way of filming that. Well, was I very think he also like he he liked. Well, I know like Inland Empire, like it started as different things, and it like mm. it became a movie afterwards. But like the reason it's all filmed digitally is because he said all the shorts and projects he was working on that ended up going into it were already digital. So he kept mm -hmm. it for the continuity. But then yeah. like afterwards, he's like, I'm never going to go back after digital filmmaking because it's easier. It's, I mean, I think digital filmmaking is really fantastic. Um, I, I can't deny that I like how it looks. I think it just looks good. Like it just is interesting yeah. because people have an aversion now to I think that kind of studio gloss, that terrible kind of way that films kind of just look like this polished, out of reach. Because it's wow. a lot of digital filmmaking that is trying to look like authentic film. Well, it's like at that point, just do it in film. Mm. <laughs> it would look better. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, even just you know, like things that are in these, you know huge productions with, with i mean i wish people i wish we maybe we will get to a point in which these very high budget films really are you know i mean not even just high budget it's just the way that things look now is is it is it gives off slop because there's so much slop in the world there's so much slop mm -hmm. with like digital and streaming films and so much is being made that just has the same look so when people see something like you know digit like low and digital filmmaking I'm bringing this up because I want to talk to relate it to Evangelion a bit was um but yeah I think that is just like yes it it does have more of a kind of thing that is attached to a more personal and intimate experience of, of watching a film and I guess I do kind of I, I it's a shame that it is now being used as a crutch you know I've seen it in like fashion editorial videos and I'm just like why are we using this other than the fact yeah. that you think it looks cool um, you want, you know, you can't carry something, a piece of art, just on the fact that, oh, if I shoot it in digital, if I shoot it in early digital, it's vintage. Um, it's vintage, it will seem more soulful, which is like, no, you have to, there's so much more that can be done with it. And I'm, I'm bringing this up because it, in Love and Pop, the digital camera is almost kind of, it, it is part of that, that group of girls, you know, that digital camera is, mm -hmm the eye of kind of like that age group you know it's something that these girls you know it's always low they would use you know these japanese girls buy these cameras in, in you know the late 90s early 2000s it was you know 
a popular thing to like record your friends with with those kind of low end like Nikon Panasonic camcorders the, like, and, and the frames yeah. and everything too. And um, then that relates to Evangelion, I suppose, in the way that anime is always going to be linked with like young people, kids, especially mecha anime, you know. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is like handled by youth, handled by the age that it is depicting. Um, which is something, yeah, that's something that Anna, I think, can understand, is his understanding of youth. You know, he has not left that passion of his youth in terms of, you know, the the old films that he used to make, which I think are great. Like, that in itself is a part of the framework of Evangelion, is a part of the way that, you know, Evangelion is a product of his his passions. You know, I really would love to see more of his stuff. I, I, I um, Shin Kamen Rider is something that I... I will kick myself for not being able to see it in theatres. I, you know, I don't think it ever got, like, a screening in the UK or anything. I'm probably just going to end up watching it on, like, Amazon Prime, um, like I did with yeah. Shin, Shin Godzilla. I think, I, I know people who've, who've seen it in special, like, showings of it, but I didn't get the chance. And um, But no, Shin Kamen Rider, I would be very, very, in, I'm really interested in seeing um, I would really love to see his other stuff, like I know Cutie Cutie Honey. Definitely it's probably ritual. Probably yeah, ritual. Ritual. I would I've say ritual is like the one to check like first. Okay. Honestly, I actually like I've been wanting to see ritual for the longest time. I've it's just because I've got so many films. I'm like, oh, I I really should see this, and then I I never kind of get around to it. But ritual is one of them, and um, also I I believe that ritual, I may be wrong. It incorporates like the video <laughs> video camera. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that's it. Even has like very rebuild specs of like putting mm. in CGI in that movie too. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I I have not seen Ritual. I have not seen Cutie Honey, but um, his I I just love the fact that you can you he has such a kind of like unquestioning, very strong passion for the things that he know he he knows that he likes when it comes to filmmaking and he comes to media in general. You know, it, it, he has that like passion of childhood that that very few people have and people are uh, too kind of unsure of themselves to inject into the things they want to like yes you should be able to inject the things that you want to see if you want to have a film of like cutie honey like kind of like whatever crazy japanese action you should do it because the way that you're probably going to go about it is going to be if you if you are happy with the things that you make, it's probably just going to come out good anyway. And I think Anna was one of few people that recognizes that as a filmmaker. And why does he always get J-pop queens to do his uh, soundtracks? He because, always gets like, J-pop Judy queens. Honey, Judy Honey has Kumikoda uh, oh doing the the song, and like now he gets Itada to do his music. Like, mm. uh. Hideki Anno, is there some LGBT I sense? Perhaps. <laughs> um, I think because... I think there might be some LGBT. <laughs> I, I think there. so. <laughs> I love. I also love um, uh, Hikari Yutada's song. Just so <laughs> good. One last kiss. Like wait, beautiful it world is... too. Like wow. Oh, I went Just that amazing. played. When that played, oh. I was like, "Stop the count." That I I was saying, that was impactful to me. Mm-hmm. 
And I have Uh. a very limited scope of, uh, you know, Utada's music, but I was like, hold on. Get in I will it. change. Get I'm, in that it. Is, in that's it. going. No, that's going. <laughs> that is going to change. It's just like <laughs> y'all give it some time. Yeah, I mean, I remember when um, Utah has great um collaborations with with people. I mean, oh her my song, god, a song for fight for um uh Kingdom Hearts. But even just like um like the producers she works with for like her albums, mm. like so just just like and it's just good. Like all the all the like English stuff, like two English albums, I think it like are are so good. It it's just all, just all of it. Probably yeah. like one of my favorite artists of like all time. Like lyrically as well. Yeah, like, I'm obsessed amazing with amazing songwriter. Not to, yeah, not to like have these, you know, not to t- t- break off from the Eva conversation, but <laughs> I love when J-pop girls. Um, are in fantastic works of art, as in, like, films. Yeah. Um, It's something that the K-pop girls... It's a little bit of a shame that I'm not a huge fan of Korean cinema in the way that I'm a fan of Japanese cinema, um, Mm -hmm. overall. But I... They got Tiffany um, on Broadway, though. Like, let's go. Let's go. When we get the Shine adaptation. Yep. And it's uh, Tiffany Ensemble. And it's Hideaki Anna. Oh, um, and we are seated. It was what I was thinking of was Coco in uh, Kotoko. Oh yeah, in Kotoko. Yeah. And Coco in like any film that she's. In, I mean, she's a fantastic actress. She is. Oh, Kotoko is really, so good. Coco <laughs> is so gorgeous. Like I have the biggest crush on Coco. I think she's like so fine. Um, but she, yeah, Kotoko. It's Kotoko is something that I will. I. It is one of the gra- the greatest films I've ever seen. I could not watch that again. Oh yeah. Um, very few films that I would be like, oh, I can't watch this again. This is too. This is too much. Coco is one of them. Coco yeah, is Shinisukamoto, another yeah. like Japanese filmmaker yeah. that like really has it. Like Tokyo Fist. Like I, I think like it, it, when we're talking about like with Hideki Anno anime subversion, I think that Shinisukamoto is like a splatter subversionist in a way. The same with like uh, uh, Seto, uh, Hisori yes. Seto, like. I think both of them like have these like bladder like gore horror mm-hmm. films, but like they're so there's so much to them. And there's, it's not like, like it's not them kind of just taking it and like deconstructing it in a way. It's mostly no, just exploring it with They're using it though. Yeah. Like they like that medium. That's what makes mm-hmm. it so good. You know, um I understand people like having I guess I guess like having like issues with like the way that like I mean, I have issues with the way that genre cinema kind of gets, like, um, mis- mistreated, I suppose. Genre cinema is just kind of seen as, oh, like, yeah. it's not taken seriously enough. But, but my respect for, like, Sato and uh, Tsukamoto is that they love these genres that they do. You know, they are actively participating in the genres that they um, create. You know, they, uh, they are actively participating in the genres that they, that they are taking inspiration from. I think of, you know, obviously, like, Tetsuo the Iron Man, um, which, like, that was a... I, that was a film that, like, I love that. That film. changed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I still think it's a great film. Uh, the machine, fascist. Oh, yeah. uh, it's I, just I, like the effects are so cool. Mm-hmm. And the even, camera like, work, like Sato. Um, Sato has films which, like, I think Sato is such like he has. Films. I love SOV horror. Like, period. I, love, so, I mean, I think 
oh. just the way he does that. I, I don't know if you've seen Splatter Naked Blood. I haven't, but, but I it's it's one that of one. It, that's one of the ones where it's like very subversive because it's mm-hmm. like actively asking you to question because it's about three women who like receive a pill that makes pain pleasurable. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you have the questions in there. And it's good that these things are just like discussing. Like Sato's work is just kind of like gross. Oh yeah, and it's like it's but not. It's it's like gross because it like it looks real. Oh like, yeah, yeah, it looks, yeah. It like it's good. Like it's very good effects and it messes people up. I don't know who who did the. Um, I don't think it's Sato, but who did the the guinea one pig? guinea pig film? Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the not. I think it's called like Blood Flower and Guts. It's like the one where mm. the samurai is dissecting the girl through the movie oh, and it's like I've, that yeah, one, the one. The, like probably one of the most wild effects i have seen but that like, one mm-hmm. yeah that's a type of like where i still think it's subversive because it's literally just that like it, mm-hmm. it's it is just that it's just telling you that it even made mel gibson call the cops i mean like it changed things so it's just like what like a lot of these like um japanese filmmakers do become like these like they love their genre so much that mm. they put question to it. Like literally the only like non-Japanese filmmaker I can honestly think that I've seen do that like more than once is Clint Eastwood with mm-hmm. being like a Western like revisionist. Um, it's, it's not something you see enough. And that's, it's, it's weird yeah. because horror is definitely a genre that could use that right now. Um, and speaking of horror, I was just thinking of uh, Takashi Miike um, yeah. Obviously, with works such as like One Miss Call, Audition, mm-hmm. um, they are they do not like they have they have respect for the genre that they work in, and that works so well because he has the ability to make you know he has the ability to be a good filmmaker. You know, I think yep. it's such a thing like it is such a crutch where people have to like like really deconstruct and almost take the piss out of the genre that they're doing because it's like you are using this, this is your depth, is the fact that yeah. you're like, oh, but it's different to that. It's, you know, it's it stands above that. It's like, okay, so? Like, I, yeah. who, I genuinely enjoy genre cinema. I genuinely enjoy, you know, in all forms, like, I've been watching a lot of Italian genre horror recently, mm-hmm. and I, I you know, it, it, as it, you it, should. As I should. I've been watching a lot of Bava, like Mario Bava. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of his stuff, but I've I, only I, seen uh, Blood and Black Lace. I yeah yeah I we like I've been watching that even his westerns like 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 uh, the Italian oh, yeah. westerns Italian are, westerns are just good like they're just good yeah oh I mean you must I I will recommend you Rabbit Dogs Rabbit Rabbit Dogs by Baba. oh yeah that's one I want to see I think you would just lose your mind yeah no I I I I've I've looked into the the descriptions of such and I've definitely it's just. I, I don't know that that's the thing in general with Evangelion, which like goes back to just like the first question of is it actively anti anime? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, because it's so prideful of the fact that it is an anime, which yeah. is really admirable, even as a person that you know isn't like huge in the anime, it's so admirable to see someone work with this genre, question mm-hmm. it but also actively be participating in it it's like um it's like when you see so like when you see someone you follow or someone tweet about something you have no clue what they're talking about 
but and you're just like so, girl yes yeah I'm yeah. glad that you have like hyperfixation on like cookie clicker or cookie run or whatever the fuck. Like I yep. go, yeah, whatever. Get or, like, get it. Like, get it. I mean, I let me eat love her. her. Yeah, like <laughs> let me try. Um, I uh, I feel like I I love people that just just love the things that they love, and maybe that's yeah, that's simple to say, but I think love it, wins. It, love wins. Yeah. Love does win. But no, I I that's kind of that's kind of everything I I have to say about Evangelion, I guess. Um, and it's I sp it's third impact on me, and it's just good. It, it it honestly like it for me has sparked such a love. Like I have always been a fan of anything really to do with futurism. Um, I personally have been a fan of you know. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody knows how much I love. I just always love the. There's a tabletop, and yes, I play tabletops to everybody's shock and horror. Um, <laughs> but I love the uh, tabletop Cyberpunk Red, which comes um, from a previous Cyberpunk, which is from, I believe, the 80s or the 90s, which is Cyberpunk 20, I believe it's 49, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. and it that was like the original the original one and then it was which everybody always says oh like the video game and stuff and it's like girl that's trash it's so mm -hmm. it's so it's so trash it's so bad <laughs> i i will die I on that i played it i, you, I played it, was it. Just bad it was um it was just bad that's the one with keanu reeves yeah yep. yeah and it was just Fuck bad him. and it was oh. just terrible it's just like it, it was a lot of cyberpunk especially because of the advent of the cg cd project red game um which cyberpunk red the new um the newest installment in the tabletop uh franchise um they were made in tandem so red was supposed mm -hmm. to come out at the same time as 77 but they both had major delays like both of them not just the tabletop not just the video game it was both simultaneously had such bad um you know delays and just a bunch of these problems within itself and um it really like that was really personally like my 911 like sisyphus like pushing a boulder um mm -hmm. or or yep. um you know i believe it was sisyphus that pu pushes the boulder yeah um, and is. and uh prometheus getting his liver eaten but yep you know it, as we it do. was as happens with with a passion it that recently it was just so like disheartening you know to like that genre because it is for losers um and <laughs> uh it is it's like a big nerd thing that um you know nobody really respects which i have no pro no qualms with people not respecting it but it it just fucks the noise such like it's cool yeah it's cool that's what i was gonna say is that it's cool it is unfortunate that the people who like it ruin it really that's why i have no mm -hmm. you know i don't care that people are like it fucking sucks it's like yeah well the fans are actually like garbage especially with musk being one of them so it's just like yeah i can understand <laughs> people who don't like futurism and whatnot but the thing with evangelion is that it's just so like I know it's like kind of played out to death is like, you know, Evangelion fans like posting, you know, gifts of like one of the animated machinery and being like, wow, 
so cool mm-hmm. so awesome i mean like, wow tea. <laughs> but it's tea that, that's the issue is that it's well, actually it's actually tea. with like futurism one of my favorite like things about it is tokyo too like i mm-hmm. love that it's like a big yeah. fortress and everything yep. that like that's such a cool thing yeah i love feature cities it and it's just amazing and it, it it like it took itself seriously in in places where other mediums don't just take them they like other mediums just say this is cyberpunk take us seriously mm-hmm. and what i love about evangelion is that it was just what it it's not punk it definitely is cyber but it takes the time to be to establish itself to not just be like we're so cool take us seriously it's like no here like here's the world being built up this is tokyo 2 this is tokyo 3 this is why the first tokyo is gone this is why tokyo 2 is the way that it is you know this is why the citizens are controlled in the way that it is and and it it's not just like which is crazy coming from a cyberpunk fan but it's not just all like violence and killing and oh everything's so shady all the time because really what i like is in the grandeur and in the spectacle that is tokyo too the people go to the convenience store and buy beer like that's yeah. what you see is you see people trying to lead a normal life and you don't see people and this is what i actually love is that in the show nobody's really like wow like look at our defenses i'm so <laughs> happy to be in tokyo too people are like fuck like, i we love tokyo nice too the city i am in yeah like well, that's true. It, it's it is because a lot of like futurism like that does kind of get like really eerily patriotic and kind of fascist. Yeah. Where yeah. like Evangelion is always questioning its tactics. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's it's um that's why I like it so much is that it does like what do you in the first eva what do you see people do they fucking complain about oh fuck we gotta evacuate again this this, isn't that um like geez like you know i'm missing this because i'm gonna have to you know the eva broke my house and now we have to move and it's just like Mm -hmm. it's not seen as like obviously it does like especially the rebuilds it's like oh my god you did it like you're the best like you're piloting and you You saved the world (laughs) yeah but but it's like in in the show like when you see the normal quote-unquote people they're kind of fucking angry they're angry that they have to go through this they're pissed they're annoyed just like you know normal people would be where it's just like it's it very realistically shows that even though yes tokyo 2 i would love to live in tokyo 2 no offense. No offense to the bitches place, who died. Place Tokyo, Tokyo too. Like, place Japan, place Tokyo too. I would love to live in Tokyo too. I think the architecture is beautiful. I think, you know, it is very place Japan what I'm doing right now. But it's just like, I love the um, technological feats that there are. How the city is essentially a, a basically gun. It is not only a defense, but it is the city itself is very offensive they have missiles everywhere they have guns everywhere i think that's so cool um and it 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 is very awesome to see but at the same time like it it's not glorified is what i like you know it really takes the time to be like 
the people who live here don't want to live like this or or like the thing that you see in a lot of other sci-fi and a lot of other futurism and uh, cyber kind of things is like the amazingness and the reverence of technology of the future that you know technology can show us and future society that is based on these technologies and personally i'm not a big fan of like be afraid but i like that this show shows skepticism we we talked about how um ritsuko's mom is the magi computer she fused herself mm -hmm. with the computer and that to me was a very like very impactful episode like it really was like oh my god like that's probably one of my favorite episodes is the like the, the you know the magic computer going rogue and them trying to fix it and then what 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 it was at the end it was a human element you know it was it was um ritsuko like understanding <clears throat> her mother and that's what it was is like that's what it took to fix it was to finally understand her mother and like to finally have peace with her mother because she, she hated her basically you know what i mean or like she felt threatened by her you know all all the different emotions that it was it wasn't just because ritsuko's a genius it wasn't just that it was that she tapped into her human element like she tapped into her relationship and that had to do with the technology same thing with the evas where the evas are living beings and i really like that touch personally i like that they're autonomous creatures that have been basically enslaved and they mm -hmm. get into that with the episode where they rip where you know um evo i believe it's evo one it's the yeah. fucking angel yeah it's and, one and mm. i believe shinji it's been a while since i watched it but it's like all the, of them watch that happen but like shinji, shinji and misato he, yeah he can't stop it I, I remember he's trying to fight it from eating it i'm not too sure if he's the one making it eat it um, no, I, but I, I think it's like controlling itself at that point. Yeah, it's and it's like horrifying. It's like, oh shit, the thing can control itself. But like that <laughs> in it, like that is kind of viewed as like not necessarily like, oh my god, this is so awesome. You know, we have this amazingly strong alien on our side or this amazingly strong monster. It's literally horrifying. And they try mm. to stop that from happening. And that to me was so like, wow, like, and it's just yeah, good. Yeah, like the, the, there is, you know, like it is a horrifying experience. Like you can, what I love about like Evangelion is everyone is traumatized by it. Like everyone is oh, yeah. horrifically yeah. Uh, changed by anything that happens. The and it's realistic. Humanity is, the concept of humanity being under so much threat is like is yeah. horrific i mean that's why i kind of have this um i i i had this interest in like major disaster mm -hmm. i guess films and even like incidents in general like i'm very uh interested in them is because it is like an un like you cannot even begin to fathom life itself being uh destroyed like that and uh -huh. that is what's being even in the you know there's there's this you know the the goriest most horrific scenes in evangelion it's like it's 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 done in such a grandiose way it, it, it no actually going back. no going back but actually yeah. whilst it is being done grandiose in the micro and it, it has the same micro parallels in terms of something like you know um shinji strangling asuka <clears throat> like that's like that's this it's almost the same thing but it's like 
it's it's done so it's just people you know mm. oh yeah that's true it, it's almost like it happens like the same way you translate the horror of this uncontrollable and i love i love that scene you you can't fathom what this monster what the purpose like what is it trying to do because it does eat the angel but then you know you haven't watched enough so you're like why is it doing that why is it acting like that why is it going berserk what even i think they ask like in the show yeah what is it like why is it doing that but exactly but they translate that into something that we do understand and it's Shinji strangling Asuka in the same exact, I believe, framing where yeah, it's it the is. same angle and everything. And then it, you're like, you have to recall that and you have to face like that. Oh, shit. Like, you do to, understand like, it. But you do. Uh-huh. Like that happening, like the way it's the exact same framing when the Ava is eating the angel, it's covered by trees. But when shinji is choking asuka there's no covering it's like about at the same distance away but like there's nothing covering it happening there's nothing you know it's not obscured like it's just in all it's in all it's you know scariness violence Mm -hmm. and in in a frame and you you would think you know they would show it uh probably a little bit more with the monster because you know it's easier for yeah girl show it it'd be easier for us to you know see that violence and be like oh my god that's so fucking cool but they use that violence instead with someone that you do understand it's just shinji Mm -hmm. a coward really and just someone who's who who refuses to act and is so traumatized that he's just so flighty and to see him take that rage out on asuka and not just take that rage out, but show it in its full glory so that the violence that is inherent in anime and especially shown in anime that is mm-hmm. supposed to be like, yeah, this is so fucking awesome. Or like this character's getting stronger. It's like, no, this shit is fucking horrifying. Like genuinely horrifying. Like it's like, this isn't something that should be uh, like applauded. Like, this, is, this is something that like, like holy shit you know like the the realities of horror or a violence sorry the horrors of violence you know stop the war like stop stop, like stop like peace wherever the war is like (laughs) it's so good to me like it's just oh like it gives me that buzz and i Mm. i love that about evangelion and it really that's what has gotten me back into it like i was just talking to elwie and a friend about rewriting you know one of my tabletop games to have to basically just be evangelion and it's Mm -hmm. like it has inspired me so much like i want to get back into it which is like something that i thought i wasn't just you know i was gonna leave that tabletop game in the dust and it was just going to be like oh remember when we did that two years ago but it's like no now it's like really i've been i rebuild like for real i've been been writing it again and i've been like excited again about like oh my god like and it's it's just it's just amazing like really just i i love the the for me evangelion I, i like she's my mother like no no matter what you say like i can never hate her mm-hmm. at the end of the day that's my mother because it is one of those series that has so much heart put into it and it has so much thought and it is one of those things that like 
most people will just say like, oh, it's, you know, either it's not too deep or it's too deep. It, it's like everything. A lot of people, it's very like polarizing because mm -hmm. people oh, either yeah. love it or they hate it. Like I've literally never seen someone be like, it's okay. Um, it Or like, it's whatever. It, people ha have a lot. You have to have an opinion it. on it. Yeah, yeah. You have to have very strong thoughts about it. And what I like about Evangelion is that it doesn't like as much as it is one of the most merchandised things in Japan, it doesn't stoop to the level of like, you know, they could have just made an anime. They could have made, you know, um, Neon Genesis Shippuden and made it a thousand <laughs> episodes long. They really could have done that, and they would have. And this is this is like so much. It's like, and this is like a thousand episodes long in a in a sense. Like you can watch this again and again. The but there's no life. filler. There's no unnecessary mm -hmm. filler. There's no like merchandise baiting. It is just like all the redesigns feel good. Like I didn't say much about this, but I fucking love Asuka's like Unit Two's redesign is so genuinely amazing. Like so, I really need it. Impactful. I mean, also talking like, about like it's not merchandise. You know, it's not easy to merchandise. But me like having a having the Eva Gundam and being like, I love it. Let me, buy, let me buy let me some toys. Them. Let me get some figures. No, and literally, they make any Gendo figures and I have to purchase. I'm not even that type of person, but when I tell you that I was looking at like Gunpla while we were watching it, like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna need to see if they have O2. Oh, but I'd buy. Like I'd buy. I know, shit. and I would buy, and I would buy it. You know why? Because it's designed so well that you don't need to force it to be marketable because it's so good that it is marketable. Because you're like, damn, mm -hmm. that looks good as fuck. Because I fucking love Unit 2's redesign. I love that it looks like a beetle and the cat combined, like those themes. And we've talked about how much I fucking love animals. And it's just like the symbolism that isn't just religious iconography. It it like the whole thing with the cicadas. Um, yeah. There's a lot of imagery, uh, like cicada imagery, which mm. I, you know, we, we fucking love because. And sound. Yeah. Because the cicada is constantly in, in Neon Genesis. You hear it all the fucking time. You hear the buzzing, you hear, you hear the trilling of cicadas. And it's just, it, to me, it was so impactful that you got to see that. Like there was, a point where me and Ellie, I think we we're watching 2.22 and it was like, you cannot repeat or something. Um, and there was, I think it was the Avas were coming. Like there was just a swarm of them coming out from the ground or something, something swarmed out from the ground. And I was telling Elwee and I was like, look, that's like cicada imagery. Like literally like exactly what you said, the, the um, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing, um, mm -hmm gif where it was like that's cicada imagery because <laughs> cicadas emerge from the ground to fuck and they make a lot of noise and that's like very like anyone who lives in near cicadas know that like after a couple years here and it's like a shit ton of them and it's like this whole big thing of like the cicadas re-emerging to 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 you know repopulate and it's it's uh not hard imagery necessarily to I guess use, but it felt very like wow, like bitch, I got my life because <laughs> cicadas do have such an important part. Like the main noise that you hear throughout the entirety of Tokyo Two and Tokyo Three is the cicada, 
you know, noises. And, and like, it's the, like the, the fact that, that life in that way still exists. Yeah. And it's really crazy because even the end of Evangelion, we talked about how um, when he uses the spear of Cassius and how all the, the Evas, the infinite Evas turn back into humans mm-hmm. and they fall from the mm-hmm. sky. I immediately was like, girl, this is, this is reverse rapture. Yep. You know, like it was, re- and it was, it's, it's literally reverse rapture. But the more I thought about it and I was like, oh my God, in the same sense, this is the reverse of the, I didn't say it, but it's the reverse of the cicada life cycle because cicadas oh. come from the ground yeah, and they they're fly going up. Back in. But in this way, they're, they're, you know, falling back from the sky. They're falling out of the sky back to earth. And it's millions of them. And, and, and it's like, they've been gone. The whole thing with cicadas is after they, you know, once they're larval, they, they, they bury themselves in the ground to mature into their, their um, mature form, you know, like that's what they do, but that's all in the ground. So they're gone for a couple of years. Like there was recently, there was a whole thing about brood X, which was the loudest, most mm-hmm. prominent amount, you know, the like destructive cicada line that w- happened recently in the U S and the people like me who I don't live with cicadas was like, what the fuck is the problem with this brood X? And then like seeing all the tweets of people being like, this shit is crazy. And it was like oceans of, o- it literally looked like oceans of fucking bugs just on I the ground. remember you pointing something out in one shot of all the, air- like the aircrafts. Um, there's one mm-hmm. scene in the rebuild when all the aircrafts are kind of flying through the sky. And it's like a horde of bugs. You literally were like, oh, this is like cicadas. You had to be like, oh, stop the count. This is explaining like the whole thing about cicadas. Like I don't yeah. live with, Cicadas like that, they, we don't really have them in the UK. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Like, and like I don't yeah. know what like all of the relation is to like bugs and, you know, um, all of that is in Evangelion, but that's, I don't even know if there's an answer. It just exists within it. It also, it, like, they all come sequentially, all the like versions of Evangelion, which is yes. similar to a cicada life cycle. Like, yeah. you get different, like, versions they, they don't. They come in within years, which I know cicadas are like about seven years, but like yeah. that, mm-hmm. like there's still a an enough gap between each of the rebuilds, the show itself, end of Evangelion, where it's like you have to wait for it to basically mature into a new idea. Yeah, and it's all more and more powerful than the last, and it's louder than the yep. last, and. Um, like I said, it was like for me, it was very like I was saying with the whole thing with the reverse rapture, where it's like the cicadas, where that's where they emerge the most. It's the densest number of them coming out, obviously, because they have to mate. But it's like the thing that I love with that is just like the cicadas, like really in the show, it took what, like 14 years. And I believe that Brood X took like. 20 years or something or like 10 years for it to like happen mm-hmm. where it's the same thing with like the humans where like all those humans that were turned into avas or whatnot all those souls came back in droves at the end just like like i said at the end of the cicada life cycle and that to me was so impactful because it's like not many shows like there is symbolism but there's not that much cross symbolism and there's not that much the only other thing that i have seen that has that attention to detail with many different forms like 
you know, animal, religious, cultural forms is the, which is probably going to be a little controversial, but the Dark Souls series, but specifically Elden Ring, where they mm-hmm. take a lot of inspiration from, you know, like uh, Druidic culture, from Anglo-Saxon um, culture, like the reign, the monarchy and whatnot, and colonial France and stuff like that, but not just that, like obviously Christianity's in there, like hello. <laughs> um, uh, but a lot of other religions as well. Um, you also have Shintoism and stuff like that, and um, Japanese culture, obviously being a Japanese game, but it's like those, um, like in Elden Ring, there's a whole thing of the game essentially is one big like botany Mm -hmm. like the game is based on botany and it's about you know like the scions which is a term used for uh trees like um i I don't know exactly what a scion is in terms of like botany but it's a term of botany the whole thing with the blessed dew and then the um the whole thing with the tree uh the golden tree and the crucible um the crucible knots and what that means like all those different things are based the golden order itself america all of it is based on botany really with a lot of other symbolisms thrown in there but you know it is really crazy that some like that's the only thing that i've seen that's like yeah like and in the same way that you guys are talking about um evangelion gets filtered by these quote-unquote easy symbolisms or quote-unquote easy references and tropes it's the same way where people except with that it's more you're in control so the difficulty value and the difficulty of it makes it so that people don't like it because it's just like oh it's it's too hard or whatever or the game isn't designed well or this and that (laughs) um but it's so like good like once you enjoy it because i hated the dark soul series you know, I was very filtered by it at first. And it took our mutual friend Brennan to be like, no, sister, like, listen up, get like, into play it. It, <laughs> get into it. And then I was like, work, wait, like, I missed all this. And then I got into Elden Ring. And although I haven't completely finished Elden Ring, I just love, I've loved every second of it. I have five active characters that I'm almost all like towards the end of the game with. I have so many Damn. fucking hours in Elden Ring. And I haven't finished it, finished it on one character, but at this point I've played so much of it that I basically have. And mm. it's just like, it's one of those things that is like that attention to detail, that attention to symbolism and taking your world seriously and establishing it and world building is something that I always admire because it's not easy. You can, because you can be like fucking Call of Duty and you can just introduce characters and just be Mickey like, Minaj. And Nikki's here now, and she has a deagle, and she shoots Price. And everyone be like, oh, baby, baby. Exactly. And that's And that's $70. Oh. But, or sorry, 80 But, you know, like. Plus DLC to get Nikki. Plus, plus the Nikki DLC. And, which I, is like, and I buy you it. You can't miss it. You can't, you can't not buy it. But you know what I mean? It's like, it. It is so like inspirational to me, and Neon Genesis. No matter, no matter what anybody says, like it will be that series that always just yeah. is very near and dear to me. Fuck because, the war in the world. Fuck the war in the world because it's just so like, oh my god, like yes, like 
he gets it. Like at the end of the day, like Ano is just someone who really you can t- and especially how long it took to get all these out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what exact year that like the first Evangelion, like the the anime came out. Must have been in ninety five. Mm-hmm. Ninety five. Thrice upon a time, I guess is like the end for now. Came out in twenty one. 2021 that like it took so fucking long and there's a lot and you of can projects. see why exactly it there's a lot itself, of projects you know yeah but it's not like it, it's not like an insane amount like i was saying with the whole thing with like naruto where like naruto is borderline unwatchable same thing with fucking one piece and this is coming from someone who has watched naruto where it's so fucking much it's impossible to get into now unless you have nostalgia for it but like the thing with Evangelion is that it takes so long because they really they care, they care about what they're putting out in the world. They care, you know, about people, you know, like putting out something for Evangelion. And it's not that's how I could tell it's not fuck the fans because if it was fuck the fans, it would have been a million fucking episodes, like an anime that's a million episodes with a bunch of filler, and in like. I don't know. Shinji would would be all muscly and heroic, and uh, oh, would be like a like a, a relatable insert. Oh yeah, um, in... talking fix every fixes everything, but like in a positive way. Friendship is, fixes everything, and there's no such thing as trauma. But that's how I know that he, he he that's not how he views it. Like it's very much a like girl. Like this is this is everything. Like we respect not just these characters but this world that we've built and mm-hmm. and the world itself yeah and it, i will never you will never catch me saying fuck evangelion for that because i don't think that anna did a bad job if anything i think he did the opposite i think he did such a stellar job and just respecting his own creation which he could have easily look how fucking massive it is in the culture of japan I swear to God, he could release an auto-tuned fart and fucking call that, you know, a new Evangelion character. And, and people would I buy would it in stream. Droves. And I would scream. <laughs> exactly. And he hasn't done that. Like, it's it's so, like, wow. Like, the testament of his work, his creativity. And it's just, I, I we like you, Anno. Like, we like you. And no, we love you. Evangelion, Eva. top, top five best media in the entire world for me like i don't give a fuck period it's really that good it is and that's getting the ava shinji or very wants to go in and the last thing i want to say is get in the ava shinji Everyone has Uno dipshit. It came free with your fucking Xbox. I didn't get it. I have the oldest Xbox known to man. No, you don't. I bought mine on day one, you fucking tard. Well, mine didn't have it. You have Uno, you fucking dick. I don't have it, you fucking You have Uno! <laughs> I don't fucking have Uno, motherfucker. Go 
and you'll be able to download it for free! You dumb motherfucker! It's a fucking car game! They don't even try!